0: Here we go. This is the Simple Joe Show, starring me, and I have a wonderful guest in front of me.
1: Josh Harmon. I know that it says something different on Facebook. That's for the cops. Fuck them. I don't oh, really track. Yeah. Oh, the- so wait, so
0: wait, so your name is Josh Harmon?
1: Yeah, that's my real name. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I always go by and shit, but I'm there. Because cause um, on
0: there, there you trust Johnson.
1: Yeah, I know I am. That's for a reason. Part of it was mental breakdown shit. Part of it was I don't like being tracked. And <laughs> I have a lot of friends that are criminals. So I don't want, you know, if they're stupid enough to put something up uh-huh. and get caught, I don't want them having my full name. Yeah, I'm easy enough to track down. I'm already in the fucking database right, right, for right. a drunk driving offense. So I know that they can find me. That ain't a problem. But Got you. you know Got what you. I mean.
0: Yeah, uh so I'm gonna start this thing off and say that for one one, uh when you saw me I uh was trying trying to do my reboot sort of yeah of uh of doing stand up and I think I'm gonna finally start doing it all the time and try to really uh get it get in a groove with it and uh and, and give it my, my honest effort. So it's like a new thing and it's uh it's a really cool uh aspect um and uh it it feels like a fresh new start. I got gotcha. you. Um so uh,
1: I completely understand.
0: Yeah, and 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 I uh just recently and I am, I'm a truck driver by trade and I just recently got a brand new truck. I mean, this thing had 5 miles when I
1: got oh, it. Oh shit.
0: Like literally it was like yeah, you had to take off the plastic of the off this thing. It's brand new. Yeah. So it's uh, in in two ways I am kind of going fresh and new, a fresh start. You know what I mean? Uh so I feel um, I can tell you this, my set that I did, I did one on Friday and then I did yeah. another one on Saturday. Oh, uh, what um, did you
1: do Saturday? I'm, I think I know, but
0: Saturday I did Tony Roni's.
1: Oh, Tony's. Yeah. yeah. I haven't done that in a while. It's a good room. Good people. Tony's good people. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's, yeah. He's really cool. Uh, really, really nice guy. He's supportive,
1: was, man. He's just all around.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I just met the guy and, yeah. and, uh, before me was, uh, was Josh Adams. So dude, I love
1: that dude. I remember great. Oh, I think it's been at it longer than me, but I've been at it like six years. so Wow, okay. I remember meeting him back then and just seeing what he's doing now, and yeah unfortunately, he's pretty much a member of the crew that has the least recognition, but he should have some of the most.
0: Oh my God, yeah, he's hilarious. I was just dying laughing, and then Tony goes up there, does you know a couple jokes, you know, because he's the host or whatever, yeah. and he's bringing up the next guy, and it was me, and I was like, "Fuck. I got to follow Josh Adams. This is not, this, this isn't cool. Like, uh, what uh, the fuck, Tony, man,
1: uh, <laughs> you, you honestly, I a- used to think that way too, but it should be an honor because I, I used to be with the mindset. I'm going to go up after somebody that's bad, mm-hmm. but not anymore. Give me right. the best you fucking got.
0: Right, right, right.
1: Because, um, I have to try to keep up or put me after somebody that's horrible where I have to, on the room back, like somebody that walks people. Right. I want to follow that shit. I don't want to follow somebody that's okay. Uh huh. If that makes sense. No, no, no. I get it. I completely That's you get yeah, better.
0: Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And, and since it's, you know, so fresh and so new to me, um, I mean, things are going a thousand miles a minute and I don't even know where to catch up. Um, but on the weekends, my usual advice was uh, get a couple guys or, or hang out at a bar or something yeah. and drink until. Until it and, closes and, or after. Exactly. Yeah yeah. At, yeah. 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 But <laughs> since I started this. I feel like I have to go into it with an open mind. I have to go yeah. into it clear headed. I can get a little like a little kind of there, but not yeah. drunk. Um, Cause for one, I drive there. Yeah. So I have to drive home. Yeah. And for two, it's uh, I want to get the material out there and I don't want to have a crutch of alcohol saying yeah. that that's why I fucked up is because right. I got too drunk.
1: It's not even that. Like I know people that drink beforehand and sometimes it makes them better. I know people that get wasted and do better that way. What it is is it lowers your inhibitions and makes you talk more. Just You can throw out the whole set you were going to do and stumble across something that's gold. You never know, but I don't really suggest at least for myself, maybe for others it works. But where I'm at now is I come in sober i've smoked before shows uh-huh. and that's not a good idea i learned that real quick um <laughs> it slows me down makes me sound like a mouth breather which i pretty much am but i don't want everyone to know you know what i mean right so with that like my thing is just if anything maybe some cbd just to loosen right all right, to, right. Uh-huh. does that distort. stuff actually work for you it does like it does. i have my okay. cerebral palsy when i make a joke about having it i have it i've had it since birth you know, my mom was trying to hang me when I was born. That's basically what happened.
0: Oh, Jesus. So, yeah. Wow.
1: That umbilical cord wrapped around my neck. Wow. So, yeah, that's what happened. That's why I sound like fucking up at being strangled. But, you know, it is yeah. what it is. <laughs> you know, so it does loosen me up, and I overthink a lot. Okay, so, right, right, right. For yeah. some people, you just got to find what works for you. For some people, being stone sober. For some people, it's not that.
0: Yeah, yeah. for me, I don't know. I, I still, and, and hey, if you're out there, um, the two listeners that I have, uh, can you reach out to me and tell me a really good brand of CBD? Because still to this day, I can't, I couldn't, I can't really find one that that. Okay, there's one that worked, only one that worked, and it was from a dispensary, and it was actually like bud. Yeah, okay. it looked like it, real weed, yeah, but it wasn't.
1: I, I've got shit like that before. It's okay, but my tolerance—I've only been smoking since like mid late last year, so my tolerance is low as shit. So, right, some stuff has affected me well. Some stuff hasn't. And I'm probably going to be going that way too. I'm not legal, but I'm legal. You know what I mean, right? So, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm legal like anybody that's over 18 or is it 21? The state is so.
0: Now, now is that a difference? Uh, so you you did you used to drink a lot now um, really not- heavily? Yes. Yeah, now you now you're into the smoking aspect yeah. of it. Is there a undertone of addiction? Uh, it's you know not what I mean? addiction.
1: Like, I was looking for something that actually helped with my shit. Um, to be honest with you, that's all it was because I overthink. It slows my mind down, so that's something worth the bat. If I have a headache, I take it. It's gone like that. So that's something I was looking for. I was looking for something that was non-addicting, which we. It's not addicting. If you have an addictive personality, you can be addicted to anything. So right, right. for people saying, oh, it is addictive, fuck you. Yeah, I know yeah, what exactly. I'm talking about. Exactly. You know? But it's not an addiction thing. Um, to me, it's more of just what works. Like my body's always tense. It loosens my body up better than anything. Else right. right, yeah, I can see like that. that. So that's what it is. It's just what works for me on a daily basis. And I don't well, use it on a daily.
0: Well, well, weed is the is the weird one because if you smoke too much, You definitely know, and you're aware of it. Like when you drink too much, you don't, sometimes you, you don't really realize it. You don't
1: know or care when you drink too much because it sneaks up on you. Right. You got that half hour, you know, Uh you can have a beer. Oh, I don't feel anything. Let me have another. You're a six pack in, which I've seen people do. Uh Then they're fucking wasted because they just had a six pack in 10 minutes. Oh, it's not affecting me. No, you're a dumbass. Yeah, right. There's a difference. Yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. Yeah. No, no. I mean that's that's one of my one of my favorite things to do and I haven't really done it um that much. Uh 4th of July was probably the last one where I pretty much drank the the whole day. Yeah. But I would kind of space it out so like you were smart about every, it. Every like 4 hours I would get a couple glasses of water in yeah. me and like take a break for a second and then go right back to it and then You're but, seasoned. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. D- 100%. I've been doing it for 10 years, so. Exactly. Yeah, You're seasoned.
1: Yeah. You know, but you still have those off nights like we all do. Right, <laughs> right, just, right. Yeah. Too much, too fast. Whatever it is.
0: So, so get getting back to uh, the, two, the so I did the two days and then uh, Monday comes and uh, it was the weirdest thing because I literally was listening to podcasts and not even hearing anything they were saying. I was thinking about bits. I was thinking about. Uh, what I could write on the stage, what I could bring to the stage, You what, have
1: the passion for it. That's what oh, it, is. That's it was. Just it. a
0: flood of all these different ideas and so, so much that an entire podcast went by. I didn't hear a word. I was listening to music and it wasn't even. Yeah, that that it, happened. It didn't even it didn't even go through. Like well, I, I, it was weird.
1: i tried to under, I, like explain to some people. There's some brand new people that are really damn good or will be coming up. That pull, have, pull this up, pull this up. Oh, all right. That have potential, you know what I mean? Like, they just have it. You know, people have it or don't. You've seen enough. Right, yeah. And some of these people, I can see it in them, and I try to let them know if you have the passion, it's going to be there. You don't have to force yourself to write if you love it. Uh And that's what it is. If you don't love it, why the fuck are you doing it in the first place? Because there's no money, and that's especially early on. Exactly. I've been at it six years. I think I made 25 bucks, maybe 50. Wow. That's it. I've spent more than that. Right. And Michigan, that's tough. You know that you're getting into it. You uh-huh. know some things, and it is rough. There's not a lot of paid gigs right. for, especially if you're blue shit like that. Uh-huh. The club gigs aren't really there. Right. Like I've been told, I have to get a name before.
0: Well, did you hear? Know. Did you hear the whole spiel that uh, Tom Segura was saying?
1: No, about, I haven't. Yet.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he tweeted about it, and he was saying that why is it that uh features and and hosts since 1995 have been getting paid the exactly the same at laugh factories at uh zanies at all these different chain places yep. they all get paid the same you're getting 150 dollars um a, 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 a night yep. and you go up twice yeah. and you're the host or feature and uh-huh. sometimes you could do uh 80 minutes let's say 40 minutes total, one show, or two shows. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. definitely. Uh, And he's like, this is bullshit. They're making a a, a small club that that supplies, and I forget the numbers that he gave, but forgive me now, but I think he said somewhere like, uh, Mark Ridley's is probably like 500, right? Or no? Um, Or 400. What, Cedar? Cedar, yeah. Or more. No. No. They're
1: way off. Think a lot lower.
0: Lower? 150?
1: Yep. Um really there is, that's smaller, um I'm it's definitely not five hundred people. As okay. far I've only been in there once, same thing with uh Dangerfield. Yeah. It's not a four or five hundred seater.
0: Really? Wow, okay. No,
1: comedy's supposed to be intimate and these clubs are big because they got it right.
0: Right, yeah, okay.
1: And they charge more because they get good fucking people. Right. They right. can. And they're doing it right. Like people that do comedy in stadiums, more power to you. Uh-huh. like i love jimmy Carr, but one reason i've never seen him is if he does a stadium i'm not going right comedy is an intimate thing
0: right you know and what I mean? and so so my, my point going through there uh, uh, detroit runs a 313 comedy sh- comedy show every sunday and if you haven't heard about it you should go um kyle Forsyth is really cool um but they don't charge to get in, or rarely. There's yeah. there's certain times where they do because they're big, they're big acts. Yeah, you know? they're big acts, so yeah.
1: they have overhead. They have travel expenses. They have all that, right? I get yeah,
0: it? yeah. But but a lot of times they don't, and and a lot of the big guys that they get from maybe from Chicago or Fort Wayne or yeah. wherever, they're giving them 20 dollars yep. for doing that headlining set yep. because I'm drinking it right now, yeah. alcohol. That's why they're the, the the bar is giving them a percentage. give to the comics and they are not charging a dime to get in the door so if you if you're a club out there and you're not paying these feature acts and these hosts anything what's your deal i mean you're you're literally pocketing six grand in Uh, your pocket
1: america doesn't give a shit let's just put it that way um if i remember right i don't know if it's still this way out in england but they treated mcs like they should mc was a position that you earned it wasn't one that was just thrown at you. Right. They have people or had people that are just MCs. That's what they do.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Maybe they can transfer into being a headliner or whatever, but that's <laughs> what they do because they understand how important it is.
0: Well, that that's the other point that I was bringing up is that in Europe, there's not this competitive nature of trying to get the headlining uh, position. Like you said, they could just be the MC. They could just be the feature and that's all they're hired for. Exactly. And almost all, all the time, uh, the feature gets paid pretty much the same. the The host gets paid yeah. pretty much the same wherever they go in Europe. Yeah. Um. The, the headliner gets paid a certain rate, and it's yeah. and it's that that's you know you're competing for that for that spot instead of competing for the ultimate hour or forty minutes that you do as a headliner.
1: Exactly. Comedy is a lot different. Like um, the way I've been music inf- <clears throat> for in music in ever and a day, basically like twenty years off now I'm booking everything else. So if you're a local, I understand not paying a local as much. Mm-hmm. If there's a touring one, but otherwise try to split it up even. Because right. you all and also with veterans, uh-huh. this is something I've always thought. You're paying for the years of experience. Right, exactly. Because yeah. it's not something you get right away.
0: But but yet again that there that there is those those people though. That you really can't feel sorry for, and and I know yeah. I'm gonna get shit for this, but I'm gonna kind of throw Diego under the rug. But he admits it himself: is that he's he has always been one in one foot in, one foot out, yeah, type thing. Okay, so listeners that don't know, Diego Antanasio is a great comic. He's been doing it for about a decade.
1: Really solid guy. Yeah, I've known him for a long ass time.
0: Yeah, yeah, good dude. Really cool. Yeah, I mean, um, down to earth. And but he just has never quit everything and just focused on comedy. He's always been like yeah. done a mini tour and then gone back to his regular job yep. and then done a mini tour, you know. He's never if he did make that leap, he could be a Mike Cronin. Uh, Mike Cronin he could be featured yeah. and opened for Tom Segura in a stadium. Yep. He could be that.
1: All right. Here's one thing that a lot of people don't realize or just don't pay attention to. I got lucky as hell. I think I was being groomed. Chili May, you rest in peace. I love you, brother. But uh, by Chili Chalice, and it's not part of this is luck. A lot of comedy is luck. Yeah, that that's it. You can be as good as you want to be. I know somebody that's fucking amazing Uh that had great opportunities, but now he gets like one big show a year. Wow. Downtown Tony Brown, I love you, man. Uh, I told you I'd give you a shout out on here, so I'm doing that. But he's been on BET and all that shit, and he's still known out here. He's still respected out here, but he's not getting what he deserves out here.
0: Right. You right, know right. what I mean? So
1: uh-huh. it's a changing thing constantly. Right. You can right, be right. on the road like I want to be coming up and all that, but you also have to know it's gonna be hard on the beginning. Uh huh. Real hard. Right. So if you aren't willing to do that, if it's a hobby, treat it, as a hobby but at the same point i'm gonna say some shit that's gonna put some people off right now if it's just a hobby move out of the way of the people that are trying to make it a career right period uh-huh. if you aren't serious about it if you aren't wanting to hit the road if you don't want to do that kind of shit but don't take an opportunity from somebody that's trying to
0: but don't you think that there's a uh, there's like a hybrid of a of a uh, that's kind of like what i want to do so um i mean it could definitely change and and yeah. you know maybe yeah. you, it, I've only been in it. I've only done it six uh, times. So if uh, I, I. I got you. Yeah.
1: What, what I'm saying is if you think you might be serious about it, it's one thing. But if you know you're never going to be serious about it, it's okay. Okay. That's, that, that's you know a good word I mean? for if it. Serious. If, you're on, the, if yeah. you're on the fence, it's one thing. Right. Like, it's weird to say serious about comedy. You know what I mean? Because it's all joking. It's all fun. Uh-huh. I don't care what anyone says. Your job up there is to make people laugh, period. Uh-huh. If you want to make a point with it, cool. But.
0: It is, to, it, it, yeah, it is yeah. fun. It, it is a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. It's a lot it, of fun. But
1: it's, to, it's your job to make them laugh. Right. That's it. If you aren't making them laugh, then you're making statements and you aren't a comic. Right. Yeah. So also look at that. Um, that's something that I've done on occasion. That's something that good friends of mine that are funny shit now uh-huh. had to work through. And now they're able to call themselves comic. So there's different things to look at with all that. Right, right. I know yeah. I got in tangent, got off no no, 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 no. You're good. Some million miles an hour all the time. It no, you're you're good.
0: Up. You're good. As a, as a uh, guy that's been doing this for eight, almost two years now, I I appreciate people that expound on stuff and 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 want to keep going. And uh, it's you know it def you can definitely hear your passion about it. And uh, what what I was going to say is, um, I I think my my max time for the job that I have right now yeah. is five weeks. Uh, Uh, of vacation time. What
1: I'd say is don't go at it this year. Make sure you got at least five minutes solid. I'd say more like 15 solid before you hit the road. Right. No, no, no.
0: I, 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 I completely understand what you're saying. And every time that I do anything, I always think like 40 steps ahead when I shouldn't. But I'm only thinking about uh, those vacation times that I could yeah. do like road stuff, you yeah. know, if, if I wanted to.
1: I mean, there's one spot and I hate letting this out of the bag, but I'm going to let this out of the bag because it's already known out here. Um, about an hour and a half away from where I live. I live right on the Detroit border, basically. Oh, wow. In okay. Rutherford So um, there's a place called Bowling Green, Ohio. Uh-huh. Grumpy Dave's. It's an open mic that has a feature every week. It's 25 bucks for 15 minutes. In front of a college crowd mixed with like um, all right, fuck it, I'm already pissing people off, Ohio people, okay right you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> well not, i got
0: I got two Michigan uh yeah tapestries right here, yeah, you, you I, know what I, you know what school I go for,
1: yeah, I'm not gonna say mouth breathers, but pretty much yeah, you know yeah. I. I live in Michigan, so I'm gonna say fuck Ohio every chance, even though I love some of you out there. I'm not gonna say your names because I don't wanna be associated with you dirty fucks. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh-huh. oh, man. But there's that and there's some other ones that you can go out there, be able to stretch your legs a little bit.
0: So so in Bowling Green they'll hire you um, for the feature act and basic, then you'll get twenty five you, the- you'll
1: get twenty five bucks for fifteen minutes away, it breaks down if I remember right. The MC gets five bucks. The feature gets um 25. Nobody else gets paid. And you get free <clears throat> draft if you're closing the night out. That's how it works.
0: Got you. It, nice.
1: So there's an open mic before. You're going to see good, bad, and different. There's some really, really good fucking comics out there, to be honest right. with you. Right. Um, now, some of my now, favorites.
0: Now, now, it might sound like I'm jumping, but I'm really not. Yeah. Um. To, for me to find mics and to find different ones, uh, I kind of have to be.
1: Um, MCM, Michigan Comics Network, join that.
0: Yeah, I, I tried once and it, it. I don't know. It didn't go through. Maybe I'll try it again. Uh, but
1: I would say try it again, yeah. um, especially if anyone knows your name, or if you need to be vouched for. I'm not on there currently. I was before. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of mics, a lot of shows, and all that, but uh-huh. r- where I'm at. I guess you could say I'm serious about it, but I'm also serious about it in my own goddamn way. Right. And I know a lot of people just try to go gung ho ninety miles an hour. Uh-huh. I've done that, but I also fell out of love with it. And if you go all the time, that's all you do. I'm not saying that's what you're gonna do. What do you think the limit people. is? Like, I don't like, know. You like everyone has times... their own everyone has their own personal limit. Um so, also, because
0: I'm thinking like five times a week,
1: that's too much. When you're doing the same shit all the time, I was doing yeah. the same shit for years. I got tired of it. I uh-huh. put an album out years ago. I forget. I think it was like 2017, and I was still doing shit from five years ago.
0: Oh, so okay.
1: that was part of it, and leading up to the mental breakdown and shit. Like I was just tired of doing it. I was trying to find a new way. Basically, what happened is uh, my boy Scott Weiland came back into town, and I think we did Armageddon uh, Beach Party. In Detroit. Wait, wait, wait,
0: whoa, 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 whoa! You you knew Scott Weiland?
1: Scott Weiland, yeah, Short little fuck, yeah. Scott. No, Scott Weiland. like oh, five, not, yeah, yeah, not yeah, not, not Stone no, Pilots. No, no, okay. no 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 no. I didn't know him. I might look like <laughs> a junkie, but I haven't hung okay. out with big junkies like that. You okay, know I mean? all right, but all not. Right. Um,
0: it's another. It's he's a comic. Yeah, though, he's the a guy comic. He's
1: about. living out here right now. I think he's moving in, like. Week or two, to... um, I forget. I could look up on my phone exactly when he is. But he's back in town now. He's one of the guys that used to run Cabbage Patch when it oh, was okay. headed down. There's been three people. Right now it's on third, but Scott was the second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, I forget where I was going with that. Uh, you 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 were ready. doing old material. Uh, I was with, doing old material, yeah. but he came in and did that, and I'm like, all right, well. I'll do the show for you. You know what I mean? Let's see if there's an open spot when we get there, whatever. I did it and I had fun. I was trying different shit. And from that I fell back in love with it. And I've been running some of my best shit. That's why I said before, if you aren't in love with it, don't do it. Right. Um and let it come out natural. We had, a lot of comics have trouble overthinking.
0: You uh-huh.
1: know, our brains don't shut off. Not all of us. Or we want it to be as good as we can. But Yeah, my stick, brain never my brain never shuts off. I have with,
0: the hardest time falling asleep. Same here. It's, That's yeah, it's another reason I
1: started smoking weed, to be honest with you. That's it's true. It's the thing that knocks me out. Yeah. I was on sleeping pills every night for like two years, and I started getting um, some of the shit from it. Roseanne
0: shit? No, not like that. Just okay. shit off the shelf. Right. You know. Oh, oh, oh I see. Shit. Yeah. yeah. So
1: I was doing that, and I didn't take it for a week. I didn't sleep for a week. Stressful situation, everything else. It was wow. just bad. So now I'm like, okay, well, I'm still having trouble sleeping sometimes, so I do that now to help with that. Mm-hmm. because it will knock you out that's one thing guaranteed to happen <laughs> you know, so yeah,
0: yeah eventually yeah. yeah definitely definitely um but uh what was i gonna bring up um we were talking about that so my time at tony roney's was kind of funny because uh and uh i haven't wrote about it yet but i think i might um is uh my my one white buddy and he's like really white I mean, I'll, I got you white on the outside and white on the inside. He's oh, through yeah. and through.
1: Uh, they'd tear him apart if he got on stage, possibly, unless we had some kind of swagger to him.
0: Yeah. So, so he's, he's one that I guarantee you could never do it. You know, there's some guys that are great friends. They're yeah. great people, but there's, there's no way. They'll, they'll never
1: understand what we do.
0: Never, never, never. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah. So he's looking around and Tony Roney's is at a bar called starters. Shout out starters. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's pretty deep in Detroit. Let,
1: let me explain this to you. If you have not been there, white folks would be scared. Yeah. You're fully white because you go into this place and then there's somebody in front of a door to your left when you come in that asks you if you're there for the show or if you're a comic or whatever because if you are a comic, you're getting charged charge 10 bucks. That's just what the fuck's happening. But they have big name people that stop in so it makes sense. Right. But they have to punch you in to open the door
0: right yeah they, yeah so, that door's locked yeah. yeah so
1: they could have money in there you do not know but they do not
0: right right. right. they yeah.
1: have food drinks and the stage
0: so so yeah uh like you said uh, my buddy uh texted me and he told me look at your phone i sent you a text and it said we must leave that's what it said we must oh, leave Yeah. and uh so short story long uh he um he uh, took my car, and then I got an Uber home because he didn't want to stay there any longer. And I don't blame him. I mean, he wasn't there for work. I was there for work.
1: The thing is, and I don't know this guy, but people like that piss me off. Yeah. Uh, they do. The thing is, if you're not going to be around something, that could be dangerous. I've never heard of danger being in there. Now, I talked to another comic, Jeremiah Pauling, and yeah, shootings used to happen there back in the day. Not in the room, but like
0: mm. in the
1: main room and shit like that. But I don't like places that are safe.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah.
1: Like, we're right near Troy. I fucking hate Troy. Yeah. With a fucking passion. I, too safe. Not yeah. just too safe, too up their own ass. Safe right. and up your own ass, go mm-hmm. hand in hand. And I don't like that. They take themselves way too serious.
0: How, how do you know that somebody's from Shelby, Michigan? They'll tell you. Huh? Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> how do you know if somebody's from Detroit? Just look you. at them. Oh, just look at them. <laughs> you, you fucking know. And That's I'm true. not saying stereotyping, but yeah. it has its own swagger. Yeah. I'm not saying people that move there. Yeah. I'm saying people that have lived there.
0: Right. All if right. you're from
1: around there, you know it.
0: Uh huh. Period. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. When I when I go down there, uh, I I usually don't make eye contact unless I really know the person. Um, you know, I, I get to where I'm going, and I go from point A to point B, They I don't mess around. You know what right. I mean? I don't I don't fuck around with anyone. I don't look no. around no. like. You know, real innocent, like, you know, you're asking yeah, for yeah. something. The
1: thing is, you act like you've been there. Yeah,
0: exactly. exactly. That's what
1: it is. I'll give a nod, but that's more of a I see you motherfucker thing. Right, right. You right. know, like, I spotted you. I ain't going to snitch, but I see you.
0: But yet but yet again, uh, I'm not a woman. Um, uh, I used to play football, so I'm very, I'm sort of big. I'm a six foot tall, 235 pound man. Yeah. So I don't think too many people are, are going to like want to start a lot of shit. I, um and people but. don't
1: with me because they think i'm gonna buy something that's right you know I, that's just the case i mean i used to walk around at 120 due to high metabolism i yeah. look like a junkie even if i wear on a suit i get this i'm not but you're right, you're i right. get that so i yeah. might get people trying to sell me drugs but that's about it otherwise
0: right well well they will we'll, building off of what we were just saying about uh feeling dangerous i love that in music um uh, before the podcast we were we were talking about stoner metal yeah and talking about um so what i kind of found out is that black sabbath was yeah. pretty much ahead of their time by 30 years that they were um,
1: people worship i own yeah oh yeah. I, yeah, and yeah, and yeah 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 that guy's I know, awesome i'm gonna piss people off i hate sabbath i always have i always will i never found anything interesting about him.
0: really okay
1: yeah and my thing is i love all kinds of music but to me, sometimes the biggest acts are the most overrated. Right. Obviously, he's a good singer, but is he a great songwriter? Fuck no.
0: Right, right, right. You
1: yeah. listen to his lyrics; it's like, okay, a five-year-old could have wrote this if he got into someone's acid. Fuck it. Who cares?
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not too much uh, substance to it, but, nah. but, um, uh, so, but then, then you had Caius, and then yep. you had, um, um. I even went into the Melvins. Um, and, and, and what I like to hear about stoner metal is that it kind of makes me feel a little like... It questions myself. like It, it questions the safety of, of the situation. like It feels dangerous to listen to that kind of music. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. I could tell you some stuff that you wouldn't like and all that that's dangerous. And one guy, yeah, he may have been a piece of shit and everything else. But you want to talk about dangerous, that's Gigi fucking Allen.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that guy. I grew definitely. up listening
1: to shit like that and I still like some of his... Music, I'm not going to say all of it, but like that didn't he uh, light his, album.
0: Didn't he light his skin on fire on stage or uh, something? He
1: may have. He threw shit at people. He assaulted people. He, yeah.
0: He was just all about... I, like,
1: he he was about being a danger, and he was a danger. Yeah. And he wasn't the best, necessarily the best guy, and if any of my friends that were friends with him listen, to this, I'm not saying anything bad about him. I didn't know the guy personally, and Merle, I'm not talking bad about your brother. All right, so <laughs> he doesn't,
0: but he doesn't appear to be uh, that uh, structure. Like uh, his his head isn't really tied on straight. So, I, I, so I, I have
1: no idea. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. I've heard different things. Really. So and it was just a so, stage thing. Maybe. So I, it may have been. Yeah. Like I, I've heard different things and all that. But then again, I also have hung out with his brother a time or two and shit like that so yeah I, i'd rather get the Is information he from, from him. no he's mm. not but he did do he did live out in michigan at one point and he did do time to prison out here so oh wow okay
0: yeah. got you yeah so so with those yeah it just seems like uh and then with uh with pantera that was the one. It, when when you find out in the documentary that Dimebag Daryl was shot and killed on stage, it does something strange to the music. It uh, makes it, it a little really do bit more. It not
1: strange to the music. The thing with Pantera that's coming out that's been known that people were turning a blind eye to is they were racist as shit. At least some of them. Really? Phil, yeah. He's racist as shit.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: So, I mean, when you do an album with David Allen Cole. Uh-huh. That's known.
0: That's true. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah.
1: Dimebag did an album with him.
0: Oh, wow. So, okay. yeah,
1: uh, the thing is a lot of people just don't pay attention and all that. Yeah. So, there's know, a I reason did. that people die on stage. It's not because uh sometimes it's because of living dangerous lifestyles, but a lot of times it's due to uh, their personal outlook.
0: That's true. Yeah, definitely. And then I also got that with Motörhead. Um, I got, a, I got,
1: I got, Oh yeah. Motorhead one of the best bands to have. Yeah. yeah. Was that, there was some danger to him, but it was more because I mean, he was doing speed, you uh-huh. know, and fucking around, taking drugs and all that. Uh-huh. But I also heard he was one of the nicest guys on the face of the planet. So it's uh-huh. to them, it wasn't danger. It was just, there's always danger when it comes to being yourself.
0: Well, one of the things that, uh, I've, I found that, um, kind of grounded him and it made him make sense more is, uh, it, I forget, it was a, yeah, it was just a Motorhead documentary, I think the VH1 behind the music or whatever. Yeah, there's
1: that, and then there was one put out about Lemmy a few years ago as well.
0: Okay, got you. Yeah. yeah. So uh, he's he's in his apartment uh, and it was um, right near the Rainbow Barn Grill yep. and that's on Sunset in, yep. in Los Angeles. And he lived like w- within a walking distance I, I of that place. I think it was place. rent
1: control for like 450 a month or something extremely stupid and uh-huh. awesome. but he, yeah. he
0: didn't want to leave because he had all the stuff there. Yeah. Uh, he was a big collector of Nazi memorabilia. Really. Yes. Uh, he, he loved all that. So he had like his knives and yeah. all of his shit yeah. in one room and he said he couldn't leave because of all of his stuff was there. Well, his son was sitting right in the couch yeah. next to him. And the interviewer goes, so all this stuff, all this valuable stuff, what do you think is worth the most? And he points to his son. Yeah. He goes, this this guy right here, yeah. he's the most, all this shit, you could burn it. I don't care if that if my son dies, that that would be I, the worst day of my life.
1: I'm not into celebrity worship, but I do look into how brains work. Like, as far as any celebrity goes, I'm more focused on the art than them as a person. Because most yeah. great artists are shitty people. Let's just fucking face it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But with him, he Fucking God, and a lot of people don't. It's about people. It's not about places. It's not about things. Right? Like that's it. Uh-huh. That's really. And I'm kind of sub absorbed in some ways because when I'm on stage, it's not about the motherfuckers out there. Right? I could give a shit. Uh huh. Um, and I've said this before, and this pisses people off. When it comes to comedy, the people there only matter for a few different reasons. One is making sure your shit works. And if you're getting paid, you need people in the building. Right. That's really about it. Oh, this is something that I actually kind of took from Lewis Black. There was a documentary, I think it was about wounded veterans that were doing comedy. Okay. And he was kind of a mentor to some of them. And he let that be known on the documentary that that doesn't, that's not what comes in, to your mind. Because as soon as, at least in my opinion, as soon as you start worrying about the fans, uh-huh. as soon as you start worrying about them, you're selling out yourself.
0: Right, yeah. Because you're worried about yep. what
1: the fuck they're thinking. Uh-huh. Whatever makes you funny, whatever makes you good musically, whatever makes you good at whatever you do, wasn't there due to them in the first place. Uh-huh. So now you're changing it and pandering. So what made you special is gone.
0: Right, Period. right. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, uh, what was it? The Black Keys. Um, their first de- big record deal, I think, was half a million or something like that. And they were gonna, they're, the company was going to sign them for... Uh, five albums and but they were they were gonna have fifty percent of their of their um their control like the creative control and the black keys go no nope, we nope. can't do it no nope, nope. can't can't do that we need at least eighty percent of the of the creative control the, if if not more
1: the thing is nowadays it makes no sense to sign to a fucking label. Yeah, um it right. really doesn't and to any musicians listening any comics and anything like that listening it's not about Record sales anymore. Right. That doesn't matter. It's not about streaming because you don't get shit for it. Streaming is to get you heard. Right. Period. Yep. To make them want to see you live. Yep. That's it. Everything's going back to vaudeville days. When seeing something live was it. Right. That's what matters. huh So you have to have something good enough for them to get up off their asses and come see you. Right. I don't care if it's from next door or a half hour.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, no, that's definitely, you got to create something that's really valuable and you can't really hold on to anything either. That's, that's the weird part is that it's good. It's it, that's, that's what I do love about comedy is that you have to keep it going. It's a, it's a constant rolling ball. If you do the same material all the time, you know, that's why a lot of people don't like Jerry Seinfeld anymore. I've because never watched
1: Seinfeld, to be honest. It,
0: for me, it was more of a family thing. My yeah. dad loved him. My uncles loved him. And at family parties, they would repeat the lines. So it's, I was almost uh, like born into uh, liking uh, him uh, sort I, of thing.
1: I get that. I mean, I was kind of that way with, I remember listening to um, Cosby on long road trips right. and shit like that. But as I got older, and this is a comic that I think is underrated nowadays to a lot of people. Maybe not black audiences as much as white audiences, but one of the best joke tellers, even if he didn't write them all. He could do street jokes and everything else. And that's Red Fox, one of the best joke tellers of all fucking time.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely.
1: You just got to find what works for you. But also remember, nowadays, don't do anyone else's shit. If I catch you doing someone else's shit Uh or something close and I know you've seen them do it. Right. I'm going to call your fucking ass out. Yeah. Yeah. Period. Uh And I'm not trying to ruin what anyone's doing. But I see you doing it enough, I'm going to get word out. I'm not trying to snitch, but I ain't trying to give somebody time that's not putting the time in.
0: Right, exactly. It doesn't take exactly. long to
1: write a joke, depending on how your mind works. Uh-huh. How mine works is something jumps in and I write it down. Uh-huh. I can sit down and write, but I don't know if you sit down and write. I know other people that do, especially for long-form shit.
0: Yeah, what I, what I was doing at Tony Roney's, which was really cool, is just um, uh, just like starting to write something, yeah. like a table, like a table is a good structure. What does it do? And then and then and then somehow I didn't know where like this little line would come out. Yeah. Like this 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 chair that I'm sitting on might be stronger than someone's financial means. Yeah. You know, it might be a throwaway line or whatever, but it, it's just a thought. Like it's a it's a.
1: I can give you an idea for later. Um, yeah. Uh,
0: or or uh, or th- uh, a common thread uh, with with black comedy is uh, is like being broke. And growing up with nothing and, and seeing how you faced adversity and then you grow, grew up and you and you made something out of yourself. So one that I was going to bring up, which I did not stage because, you know, um, whatever, uh, is that one of my buddies sold his EBT card. And yeah. I was going to bring that up. Do you ever be so broke that you sold that's your the EBT thing is, card? That's like,
1: natural. Not natural, but natural when you're that broke. When you're that broke, you sell the card for the month for half price.
0: Right, yeah. That's what
1: happens. (laughs) The thing is, people like what they know, and with that, it's safe. And I'm not seeing every comic that does stuff like that as plain safe. But when you come from an area... I don't care where it is, if it's in Georgia, if it's here, if wherever. Even if it's uh, some small town, uh-huh. you know, where the only black thing there is a shadow. You're right. You know, and they're poor as shit. They're uh-huh. going to relate to it.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And what I do is, my family might not be poor, but I'm bad money and I have been... Pretty much my whole adult life In one way or another I try to make myself look worse Than everyone in the room So when you leave At least I'm not that motherfucker
0: Right, yeah You know And
1: <laughs> it comes natural Self-deprecation and all that But then again I studied under one of the best To ever fucking do it Ronnie Dangerfield Okay, So, right, you know, yeah, him yeah. and Rickles yeah. But uh, I might be similar But I'm not stealing from them uh-huh. uh, It's kind of an, a line Any comic, you have to find your own don't try to be this. Don't try to be that. Don't try to be your fucking favorite. Right. Don't nobody likes a fucking copy.
0: Right. Yep. Yep. I agree. And the same I agree. with
1: music. you got to bring your own little thing to it to stand out.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Just like with art. And you basically anything creative, you have to be yourself.
0: Yep. Yep. I definitely agree. Definitely agree. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been honest throughout this whole podcast and I will continue to be honest because I wear I wear everything on my sleeve because why would you hold back on anything? I mean, if if something's really bothering you, just go ahead and say it and, and maybe turn it into a joke or, or whatever, you know?
1: Exactly. And there's – I uh, heard from somebody, and I'm not naming names on this at all, but one of the reasons I wasn't getting booked for a long time is people think that there's not me in my jokes. Well – That's not the case. I mean, sometimes I do lie. I'm not going to lie about that. Sometimes I do lie on stage just because it's funny. So it's a mix of just jokes and real life shit. But the fucked up shit that I say on stage has happened to me. I think you heard me do two threesome jokes on Friday. Uh Both of those are real stories. Yeah. Uh, uh, (laughs) They are real stories. It's not made up. It's just a very condensed version.
0: Right, All right, yeah. So it's funny all oh, right that, that that's what you that's what you learn about uh, a comic if you see him featuring versus if you see him on an open mic uh you see like the smaller version but it still hits
1: uh, no i'd still do the same thing featuring. you would me. oh okay because all right, I, I can tell stories but i can't tell them that well my thing is i like condensing because with the story you're thinking too much and i'm a guy that likes to be backed into a corner i look like, some of that shit you saw me do was not wrote down, was not thought of, was not anything until I hit that stage. There was nothing there for some of it. It was just pulled out of my ass. Really? Wow. Yeah, Holy yeah. shit. Just, just. Yeah, that and road. that's because I was comfortable. Uh-huh. The thing is being comfortable up there. Right. You have to be. Uh-huh. Um, if you aren't comfortable, then you're, there's a new comic. I'm not going to say his name. He's. Been doing it um, a very short amount of time I think he's taken one of the classes and all that And he tries to remember every word I've seen him twice Now, he's brand new, so that's a given You know, it's gonna be rough, it happens But when you mess up lines You go back, you redo Big chunk and all that You only uh-huh. got five minutes Every second you have up there is fucking valuable
0: Right, right
1: Every second Like, one thing that I hate And if you do this, I'm not saying that you suck. I'm saying fucking stop it. It's don't ask the crowd how they're doing. Period. Right. Because if you, you have eyes, unless you're blind, uh-huh. but if you've heard them clapping and laughing, you know, they're doing okay. Uh-huh. Don't ask. You're wasting time. You got 15 seconds to rope, <coughs> 15 seconds to rope them in. Right. That's it. Right.
0: Right. right.
1: So why waste time?
0: Yeah. That's, yeah. That's true.
1: That's just set up for something. And how's everyone doing? It's not a good setup. Uh-huh. Write something better. Think of something better. Stop fucking. It's a doing stall. It. It's, a stall. it's a stall. It's a stall. It's to get your bearings. Uh-huh. As soon as you're up there, if you're firing, you're you get more comfortable. At least for me, more comfortable doing that in a second
0: uh-huh.
1: than you do to take your breath. Take your breath when you're walking up there.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I'm not saying you have to fire right away. I'm not saying you have to be fast. Do what you do. But like, if I start running this mic.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And people are going to hate this. I have to run this by the guy that I'm going through anyway is if you do that, I'm going to put you off stage.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: like I'm going to wait by the side of the stage. If you do that, I'm pulling the mic from your hand. I'm calling up the next person and you just got bumped yeah. the after them.
0: Now, it's that's, that's surprising to me because uh the guy that we we're talking about before, Josh Adams, he does a lot of crowd work. He does s-
1: crowd work, but crowd work's different. You don't do crowd work from the beginning, and crowd work is something that you get into as you go.
0: That's true, yeah. He does build. He does build a lot. He does build. Yeah, yeah. Because that might be one thing that some people don't like about him is that he literally ranted about this guy for, I want to say, like 10 minutes. He can do it, The guy though. in front of him, yeah.
1: He, he can do it. He's a veteran. Yeah. He's toured. He's done shows the people that he was in a group with uh-huh. one of them's living in la now really yeah um well i can't remember his name even though i've known him for years i'm sorry about the but uh fuck man um he got on kevin hart's thing did a special on comedy central uh-huh. now him and Nestor are living out in la
0: oh jeff horst jeff
1: yeah, yeah. great dude i'm just horrible with names i haven't seen him yeah. forever Jeff, i sorry for forgetting your fucking name for a minute. But he's a really you know cool guy. Like, he's uh, he's an awesome earth. dude. Yeah. He's one of the nicest on the face of the planet. Another guy, he's living out in L.A. too. He's wrote for BET. I think he's a door guy at the comedy store or comedy, something like that out there. Fucking um, one of the other, um, I'm trying to remember the name of the group. There was four of them that were in a group together that Josh was in. So they're all veterans.
0: uh uh-huh. right.
1: You can do crowd work, like I do Some you see me do it. Uh-huh. But you have to do it sparingly, and I told somebody this on Friday. Do not ask questions unless if it's Like Patrice O'Neal, one of the best to ever do it. Oh, yeah. He could ask questions, but when he did it, he asked to a group. Right. Unless thus, for a single one person out, I'm going to try to have some fun with them, or it's a setup, don't fucking do it. Right. And don't do it right at the beginning. Uh-huh. Like... That's a veteran move.
0: So, so, okay. Uh, stop me if I'm wrong. Uh, uh, at Tony Roney's, I heard that on the radio, it was a hip hop radio station, obviously because yeah. the population there is 95% black. So they're going to play some hip hop stations. So the, one of the things that I noticed on the hip hop station, because I never listened to them, yeah. I'm a white guy from the suburbs. I yeah. listened to fucking 101, the yeah. riff and rock and roll. Yeah. Um, yeah is that they always sounded like they're going to party. Like they are talking about what they're drinking. They were talking about what they were where, where they were going to be. And so like I added that into the mix. When I first got up on stage, it, do you, would you do the something? The thing is, it all not?
1: depends on what you do and who you are. Like uh, I did a show and I fucked up. I got way too high. <laughs> way too high. <laughs> and Foolish <You're-> has to <laughs> smoke and you're new at it. I love you foolish, don't smoke with foolish. Yeah. All right? That's what I did. It was a spot on the east side. Now, some shows in the city compared to the suburbs are different. Like, um, there's a show that I have done with downtown Tony Brown. I've done it twice. You don't have five minutes. You don't know how long you fucking have. Oh, really? Yeah. It's a place to stretch your legs. It's a good spot. But it's also one where you have to fight for it. You know, sometimes you have to fight for the attention. So people doing these great rooms, like the one Mark Poindexter runs. I love Mark. I love that fucking room. Yeah, know he's you, a great comic. Yeah, Mark, I know you say when people like you, you don't know if you trust them, but I give you enough shit. You already know. I told you. Yeah. You know, you might be a fat piece of shit, but you're my fat piece of shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I got respect for you. But with, with that, like, it's an ability to stretch your legs and... I like rooms of five minutes, but you need more, too. And Uh especially once you get going a little bit. Uh Because how can you have a 15-minute feature spot when you only do five? Unless you build five, then build another five, then build another five.
0: I see. So so, So cut it into quadrants, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. If you're trying to go for a feature spot and you're somebody that goes, especially if you're trying to do it at a club, um, then you need a solid, straight 15, no crowd work. You need to work clean. That's just the fucking bricks. Uh-huh. That's how it works Um. a lot of times. That's why I'm a little bit different. A lot of people are looking for clubs. I'm looking for some shitty bar. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm more comfortable there. Like right, I,
0: right, right. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. More nitty-gritty.
1: When I started getting uh back into it, because I did comedy years ago, I didn't know anything about the circuit. This is a long time ago. Um. One of the jokes that I use, I actually used once then and kinda of got me kicked out of this down river place. So um, which it should have, but basically I think they thought I might be able to save the place and I'm like if you think I'm gonna try to save it, I'm gonna try to tank it. You know that, <laughs> that that's just my thing. If you're betting on me, motherfucker, you're betting on the wrong <laughs> bastard. So That's great. Uh, yeah, th- that's just how I am. Yeah. I am a defiant prick. Like nobody tells me what to do unless you're signing my check. I don't care if you're a cop or whatever. If you're a cop and I'm talking to you, like Then are not that. gonna listen. But yep, I like you that. know, um we all have freedom and you know it if you don't use it, you lose it. So you may as well lose it. But, I mean, use it while you got it. And I forget where I'm going with this fucking tangent because I, my head's all. Over the
0: place. <laughs> you uh, the club told you that they were going to. you they were appointed to save it. And... Uh,
1: yeah, it wasn't a club. It was just a bar. A so bar, what yeah. I did is first thing I did is said one of the worst things I could fucking say, and I still stick with this joke. But I usually take redneck out now because, um, just I don't want another situation like this. Like I got bounced out. But some people there understood and fucking laughed with me because I said, I know I look like one of you and look like a redneck, but I've never fucked my cousin. <laughs> right great. off the rip, yeah. first words out of my mouth. Yeah. You know, and then I got worse. I was, I never tried to be edgy. And I hate the word edgy as is just if you have a darker sense of humor, it's going to come out. If you can laugh at anything, it's going to come out.
0: Yeah, that's that's what um, um, Anthony Jeselnik uh, said. One of his biggest gripes are about meeting fans is that they come up to him and say, yeah, guess what? The other day I raped a Nazi. It's like, I don't want to. No what, why do you it doesn't even make sense? Like uh, why uh, would you say that? Like uh, you know, 'cause uh, cause his style, I don't know if
1: Ah uh, 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 Jessel Nick yeah. is probably one of the best darker comedians out right now. He is and then um Jimmy he, Carr, which got really big, surprisingly, but he his joke writing is fucking impeccable. Um But but
0: the but these guys that are the dark humor, you know, Joey Diaz could be roped in there. But at the that, end of the day, all they want Santa, too. Doug Stanhope, they, all they want is for you to be genuine. If you just have a cool conversation, you have a, you know, a good sense of humor, that's all, they, that's all they're looking uh, for. Uh,
1: exactly. Uh, what's fucked up, and some people might not agree with this, but one of the examples I use when I say this every time is Mother Teresa could have had some fucked up shit about her. Gandhi was a Nazi, and it's fucking documented. Not Nazi, but a fucking racist, and it's documented. The better you are, the worse of a person you can be. I hang out with people that you know are bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh Because they're more truthful.
0: Right. I don't hang
1: out with the thieves and shit like that because they lie.
0: Right. But if
1: you hang out with somebody that's a little bit rougher, they're going to tell you straight.
0: Yeah, right, right, right. They got no choice. Hey, stop doing that. Exactly. Or or, or whatever. stop doing that. Or
1: this is what's going to happen if you do this. Right, right, yeah. Or, you know, if it's genuine. Right, right. Like, even if I'm lying on stage telling a joke, I mm-hmm. think it's funny, and at least that's fucking genuine.
0: Right, right, exactly, exactly. You know, e- either you're funny or you're not funny. If you do it genuinely,
1: it can't be. It's all that matters. I can't be taught. And Bill, I love you. I do love Bill Bouchard. He gave me my first fucking spot. scene. he gave me and Scott spots we probably didn't deserve. Honestly, being uh, guest spots at the show in BFE like two years ago, however long ago it was. But as far as comedy classes go, they cannot, nobody can teach you to be funny. Right, right, yeah. Uh, yeah. What they do is they can teach you how to tighten stuff up, change words, whatever. Uh-huh. But as far as writing on your own, they cannot teach you. It's public speaking. And that's what a lot of people have trouble with.
0: Uh huh. Well, well that, that's, a, that's at the end of the day, if you're going to take a comedy class, you're paying for stage time. Just look at it like that. Hey. You look at it like like you, you, you'll you pick up a few things here or there. The guy that's running it, I guarantee you he knows a lot of stuff, a lot oh, yeah. of little tricks and stuff. Oh, yeah, but both the, the
1: guys that run the class out there know what they're talking about. There's no doubt about it.
0: At the end of the day, though, you have to go up there and put your own work into there and, and do it yourself. You, no one's going to teach you how to do it. That's the weirdest thing about this art is that it's not teachable. Like you can te- you can teach someone how to play the guitar.
1: Yeah, you can, but you can't teach them to be good.
0: That's true. Yeah, it's right. the same goddamn thing. If you, if yeah, if you handed someone, uh, if you, I'm trying to think, like for stand up, if you taught someone to get up on stage and they were comfortable up there, you can't teach them how to go from there, but you can teach them how to go, get up there and be comfortable. You, same thing exactly. with a guitar; you can teach them exactly how to play it, but, but you if, can't teach them how to write. Exactly, way, if they want to make their own thing, yeah, you they they can't help you there. Yeah. yeah,
1: like I've even thought about writing for others because I know that there's people out there that aren't the best at writing for themselves but I know I'm decent enough that I might be able to write for him. Now, is that something I really want to do? No, but I also know that there's somebody using shit that I wrote for him because it's like, this just doesn't fit me. Right. I wrote this, have it. Uh Uh-huh. You know, that kind of thing. But it fits them, and that's something that they're like, if I would have said it, they would have been like, shit, why didn't I come up with it? uh Uh-huh. So it's still coming from them. They put their own spin. So that I'm okay with. But at least, if you don't do one joke you wrote, Get the yeah. fuck off stage,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's what a lot of people don't realize with comedy because it seems like it's all them. It's all like genuine from the heart. When yes, it was at one point, but Eddie Murphy had writers. They're all the all, a lot of the bigger guys yeah. had writers. Richard because, Pryor had a writer. There you go. At yeah, least one. Paul you, Mooney. And 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 you almost you ask almost ninety percent of comics who do they say is one of the legends? It's Richard Pryor.
1: Uh, to a lot of people, and I get shit for this too, was Richard Pryor a good? Yes. Is he one of my favorites of all time? Fuck no.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, but he definitely was one of the founding fathers. Like uh, he, he paved the way for everyone.
1: Uh, he was. And yeah. he did pave the way, and he made the style of comedy that's popular nowadays able to happen. Right. That's right. really it. And right. uh, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have some of the best that have been around. Uh-huh. Currently, I don't know if we'd have people like Joey Diaz, um, uh-huh. which... Honestly, you like him or no? I do. You Joey's do? one okay. of the best storytellers yeah. there is. Period.
0: Definitely. There's, there's one thing uh, I, I I usually do every now and again. It's like every couple months, um, but I think it's just called Joey Diaz drug stories, and it's like a 32 minute uh, video yep. clip of him just explaining what he went through in the in the 80s and into the 90s and stuff. He had a he had a 30-year long coke addiction. Yep. Um that was killing him. Yeah. Uh but he has some of these crazy legendary stories and I could literally listen to that story over and over again. Yes. And it just it comes off so genuine, so honest and it's just so detailed. That it's, you couldn't make it up. Like, there's no I, way you can I, make something like that up.
1: Exactly. And I've seen a lot of people try to make up stories. Like, there's one that I made up the other night. Now, both my grandparents, well, all my grandparents are long dead, but I just pulled something out of my ass. It was about uh, that joke I did about trying to be a better person. But, you know, I'm just a scumbag. That's really who I am to the core. So, uh-huh. And uh sent my grandmother uh, a card, you know, trying to be nice, saying, I hope you die soon you know she was already 70 fuck her yeah right you know that kind of thing (laughs) right right but that was genuine in the moment
0: well do you know what bobby lee's lie is so like let's say he he's uh he's called up to do a podcast yeah um he'll uh, he'll tell you that his uh his dad died yeah Uh, i'm sure his dad's still alive no 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 his dad his oh yeah no no his dad's dead but he left out when he died when uh three years ago Yep. So he said he says that his dad died, which he did. Yeah. But you don't know when. <laughs> exactly. And, and one thing, great, one Bobby thing Lee's for awesome.
1: comics, especially new comics, don't use so many goddamn details. Yeah. Only keep in what's important to it. If they don't need to know, it, don't tell. Them. Right. Period. You know why one liners work? Because there's no goddamn details. Right. If there's a detail, it's because it has to be there.
0: You pick it up. Right right from the get-go.
1: Uh, exactly. Uh-huh. And with stories, don't put in details that don't need to be there. If you're long-form, fine. Uh-huh. There's a lot of long-form people that are amazing, but they don't put in details that don't need to fucking be there.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, uh, Stephen, Stephen Wright had, had a great one about um, having a rocking chair that only rocked forwards. Yeah. So that when you're telling a story, he'll always look like he's agreeing.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And that whole thing, like, you know exactly. He's one of the best one-liner comedians to ever live.
0: You're going from point A to point B at light speed, and you know exactly what's going on.
1: It's Uh, weird. uh, Exactly.
0: Not my my style, definitely. Uh, I'm uh, definitely a long-form storyteller, for sure.
1: You are. I'm not. Like, I can do long-form. I've done some long-form. I used to have long-form bits. There's one that I can never fucking do again.
0: Really? Yeah. Yeah. I can't
1: because of... It's about kids in cages, and now that that's actually happening and how fucking horrible that is. Um, Yeah, did you hear about that story?
0: What was uh, it, like uh, six months ago or so? There was 13 kids locked in a basement.
1: Yeah, but now the country's doing it as well, and that's the fucked up shit. So there's that too. Like, you know, a lot of people turn a blind eye, but my thing is I don't like children, and that's not a joke. I don't like kids. I like my people's kids. My people know this because I respect their parents. I respect their kids. Mm-hmm. That's it. I don't like kids. I never have. I never will. I didn't like when I was a kid. Maybe that makes me a shitty human. I could really give a shit less. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I had a whole thing about not liking kids. And uh, I mean, one of the jokes that I still use is, Do you, when you see a missing child poster, do you ever think I'm not helping them? They already lost a little bastard once. <laughs> oh, damn yeah but i had a whole thing wow. about kids in cages how it should be mandatory that you know oh you say they aren't gonna have any friends do you hear how bad those little fuckers are right yeah you know <laughs> that they should be locked up i don't know until they're old enough to maybe fuck right you know right. Right. keep a statutory out of it yeah
0: the one kid that, that was locked uh, in the basement was 24 years old <laughs> And he'd never seen the outside. That happens all
1: the the time. That just blows my mind. You're 24. If you watch the true crime shit, you'll see shit like that. And you realize it's it's not an isolated incident. It does fucking happen. Right. And you will never know what's happening if they soundproof and shit. Think about that stuff that happened out in the Cleveland area. Uh With, uh, you know, he had, what, three women there, I think? Maybe four, one or two kids. There Yeah For years Yeah Nobody fucking knew Yeah Not a fucking soul
0: Yeah That's I don't know That's That's
1: There's a lot of sick hard. bastards out there And that's probably the reason that comedy's so fucking needed or uh, Whether it's with friends or whatever It
0: what, so, what, what would you say your number one thing is? Cause for me, it's, I'm an attention whore and, and, and I don't get texts from friends and I don't get texts yeah. from girls. I don't get texts from anyone. Yeah. I don't get any communication whatsoever. So I need to bring it to the stage because I have this d- dire need to, to convey my opinion. That's my need. That's my, uh, I that's. That's my stress level of getting up on stage. What would you say your number one thing is? With
1: me, I wish I could fucking tell you. I think I know kind of what it is now, but I have a different story than a lot of motherfuckers. Um, I'd say I have a different story than any comic out in this area. I was doing shows for my great-grandmother, I guess, when I was a really young kid, being like, Guy Smiley or something. And I know if, if her hearing aid was on or off. My first job... Was for a radio station called Radio Oz at 12 years old where I pulled a speech out of my ass. It was an entertainment reporter. And I think a lot of it, not that my parents didn't listen to me, they did. Not that my family didn't listen to me, they did. But I still get this that when I talk, people try to talk over me and shit like that. They won't listen to what the fuck I say. So it's the one chance where I can say whatever the fuck I want.
0: That's true. Yeah
1: no matter what it is.
0: I try my best to listen to you. I know you are, and (laughs) no,
1: you're doing it right. You know what I mean? Like, we're actually having a conversation. Right, But what I'm saying is, especially with new people.
0: Right, right, yeah. You know what
1: I mean? Like, when you talk to somebody new, they try to talk over you. They're trying to show you what they want you to think they are. Right. And I have no idea who the fuck somebody wants me to think they are. Right, yeah, yeah. If it's small talk, I'm walking away. I'll walk away mid-sense. I'll walk away with my mouth open. (laughs) That's great. Life's Maybe too, I should start incorporating that, not wasting time. Life's
0: too fucking you know? short. Yeah, I got, I'm I'm already twenty seven. Like
1: I'm thirty four, I'm looking seventy, I'm figuring I got two years left. Let's <laughs> face it. So, you know, I've wasted enough time on bullshit. We all have. Right. If we've lived this long, if you live to be twenty five actually no, twenty five you're still dumbass kid. Right. Um I don't give a shit what age winner college or whatever you're still fucking stupid <laughs> um, at that age let's just fucking face it you're still a child i know i wasn't i'm still pretty much one now but you know it is what it is but with that life's too fucking short why are you gonna waste time now i'm not saying don't talk to people that have different opinions or anything like that that's not a waste of time that's opening your mind that's in the side that's fucking important but if it's some mouth-breathing motherfucker that has nothing important to say and is not going to contribute anything that isn't going to change we, your uh, mind or whatever.
0: And we all know the comics that do that, you know, and, and, and I kind of make a mental note of those guys to say hi to and the ones just to to actually get into conversation. Yeah. You but, know, uh, shout out Brett Mercer. Me and him could talk forever. Me and Alex Bozanova could talk forever. Yeah. Those are cool guys that, that yeah. actually have the, something cool to say.
1: Them, Roy dig. Um, Scott Wiley and he'll sit down and talk shop with you, tell you what he thinks you're doing good, what you, you can do better and all that. Um, there's a lot of great comedic minds and everything else when it comes to the business and brand aspects and all that. But what I'm just saying is even in general. Yeah. like
0: There's certain I, people that just... I, I'm
1: the kind of guy with only people I talk to in my family are, are my parents and my brother. Yeah. Because I realize talking to any of the rest of them, like, do I want to talk to my dad, stepdad? and oh, I mean, stepbrother and stepsister. Yeah. And will I again? Yes. But do I go out of my way? No.
0: Right. Because, now, now, now my, now my one question I, I kind of want to bring up. Um, and we just, uh, we, we, just rolled over an hour. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Flew by. Yeah, uh, it so, um, so, um, uh, I was thinking about doing this and, and talking to my parents about that is, is that I'm starting to stand up and I want to kind of give, give an apology ahead of time. Do you um, think that's smart just to be like, Hey, if there's anything that you think I'm blowing off because I'm doing stand up, it's not because uh, I don't love you. It's because I, I want to aspire to uh, do better. It
1: depends on the person. It depends on your situation. Like my parents, my dad's a high up in the church. My mom is religious as well. And I am not at all. I'm all right. pretty much anti-religion, but who are, their personal beliefs, I'm fine with. But as soon as you get into this is what the church says, right? then I got a motherfucking problem. Right, because right, you're yeah. just, you aren't coming to me as you. Uh-huh. But with that, like my parents have never seen me. My parents will never see me. They know I'm vulgar. They know all that shit. Um, My my mom, one time, I came across, like, basically lines for me to remember the jokes. One of them was ugly women's pussies. So she knows it's not clean. Right, yeah. You know what I mean. But uh,
0: So you've never really had to do it.
1: Uh, I, yeah. My brother's seen and all that, and they know. Like, I let them know what the fuck I'm doing with certain shit. Now, do they agree with everything I'm doing? Fuck no. Should they? Probably not. They got their own way of looking at things. I got my own way of looking at things. Right, yeah. But um, it all comes down to personal relationship and all that. And some people, like their family backs them 100%. But I can't say for everybody that that, that, that is what's going to happen. Right. It's not. Um, especially if you are really wanting to do this, if you really want to do anything, you know, sacrifice is part of it. And I'm not saying sacrifice your relationship with them because I wouldn't tell anyone to do that unless that's what they want to do in the first place. But you know what I mean?
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: With anything they're sacrifice.
0: Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, I think we pretty much covered it. You got anything else, Josh?
1: Uh, shit. Um, I th- doing a show over at Trixie's. I think it's five bucks there you Thursday go. night. Um, Hamtramck hit it up. Yeah, Hamtramck and I have, uh. Possible open mic coming up. Um, that's going to be every Thursday, it seems like, at the Fireside Inn in Redford. Um, if you're one of the pussy white guys that he talked about earlier, you might not want to come because it's right on the border of Detroit, meaning the street next to it is Detroit. So there you so, go. So, yeah, with that. And might have some special shows coming up, too. Carry a knife if you feel afraid. <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't carry a knife. Just be yourself and don't be an asshole. That's, that's basic true. rules for anywhere.
0: Yeah. So, uh, if, uh, if you're out there, um, uh, I just listened or I just watched the uh, hot ones and that's a hot wing show and, uh, they had Komal Najianian. Um, I haven't heard his comedy yet, but, um, I was listening to his, uh, podcast. He, it, there's one called, uh, the X-Files X-Files. Okay. Um, and it's really cool. I love the show, the X-Files. It's one of my favorites. Um, I've seen almost every episode and that podcast is really, really cool. Um, and uh, for me, I'm just going to keep doing, uh, you know, my thing and uh, get, getting up on stage whenever I can. If you're out there uh, and you know about the comedy community, support your local comedy, because if you don't, no one will. And that's a fact. So get out there. Go see those shows. Go go have a laugh. It's the cheapest way of entertaining yourself.
1: Exactly. A lot of fucking shows out here are free, so you have no goddamn excuse.
0: There you go. Get out there, guys. That's been The Simple Joe Show. That's been uh, Josh... Harmon, yep. All right, I want to see what name we give you. <laughs> yeah, I'm giving yeah. the real one. Yeah, he's uh, he's Josh Johnson on uh, uh, on Facebook.
1: Yeah, and if I don't know you, chances are I might not add you. So don't even fucking bother. <laughs> there you <go>. All right, <laughs> take
0: it easy, guys. Thank you.